On this day in Christian history, a strong tower. In 1934, Adolf Hitler summoned German church leaders to his Berlin office to berate them for insufficiently supporting his programs. Pastor Martin Niemöller explained that he was concerned only for the welfare of the church and of the German people. Hitler snapped, you confine yourself to the church, I'll take care of the German people. Niemöller replied, you said that I will take care of the German people, but we too as Christians and churchmen have a responsibility toward the German people. That responsibility was entrusted to us by God, and neither you nor anyone in this world has the power to take it from us. Hitler listening in silence, uh, Hitler listened in silence, but that evening his Gestapo raided Niemöller's rectory, and a few days later a bomb exploded in his church. During the months and years following, he was closely watched by the secret police, and in June 1937, he preached these words to his church. We no more thought of using our own powers to escape the arm of the authorities than had the apostles of old. We must obey God rather than man. He was soon arrested and placed in solitary confinement. Dr. Niemöller's trial began on February 7, 1938. That morning, a green-uniformed guard escorted the minister from his prison cell and through a series of underground passages towards the courtroom. Niemöller was overcome with terror and loneliness. What would become of him, of his family, of his church? What tortures awaited them all? The, guard, the guard's face was impassive, and he was silent as stone. But as they exited a tunnel to ascend a final flight of stairs, Niemöller heard a whisper. At first, he didn't know where it came from. The voice was soft as a sigh. Then he realized that the officer was breathing into his ear the words of Proverbs 18.10. The Lord is a mighty tower where his people can run for safety. Niemöller's fear, fear fell away, and the power of that verse sustained him through his trial and through his years in Nazi concentration camps. The Lord is a mighty tower where his people can run for safety. The rich think their money is a wall of protection. Pride leads to destruction. Humility leads to honor. Proverbs 18, 10 through 12. Good morning, good morning. Today is February 7th. It is Wednesday and currently 38 degrees, <clears throat> excuse me, and sunny here in Stockbridge. We can expect sunny skies in a high of 59, so... Really nice day. I do want to uh, wish a happy birthday to Miguel Corandongo. Happy birthday, Miguel. 14 years old today, I believe. And uh, let's pray and we'll get into our lesson here from Oswald Chambers. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your amazing word, uh, Lord, that does sustain us. as we see here, just an amazingly difficult times, Lord, and uh, most of us have not experienced uh, times like that, Lord, to be on trial, to be in prison uh, for your name, for declaring you, Lord, but uh, that day may come, uh, Father, and we just ask that whatever our circumstances are, Lord, they can seem just as great, just as difficult in this life, Lord, that you would Help us to stand uh, firm in your word and your promises, Lord, that we know you will sustain us, that you will get us through whatever the world brings at us. Because ultimately, Lord, we know you're in charge, that you got this, that you're in control, Lord, and you're going to use whatever it is 
to grow us and shape us and mold us into the people you want us to be, Lord. So help us to just fall in line with what you want to do, Lord. Be with us right now as we get into this lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Spiritual Dejection by Oswald Chambers. We were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Luke 24, 21. Every fact that the disciples stated was right, but the conclusions they drew from those facts were wrong. Anything that is ever Anything that have, has even a hint of dejection spiritually is always wrong. If I am depressed or burdened, I am to blame not God or anyone else. Dejection stems from one of two sources. I have either satisfied a lust or I have not satisfied it, or, I've, or I have not had it satisfied. In either case, dejection is the result. Lust means I must have it at once. Spiritual lust causes me to demand an answer from God instead of seeking God himself who gives the answer. What have I been hoping or trusting God would do? Is today the third day, and he has still not done what I, ha what I expected? Am I therefore justified in being dejected and in blaming God? Whenever we insist that God should give us an answer to prayer, we are off track. The purpose of prayer is that we get a hold of God not of the answer. It is impossible to be well physically and to it is impossible to be well physically and to be dejected because dejection is a sign of sickness. This is also true spiritually. Dejection spiritually is wrong and we are always to blame for it. We look for visions from heaven and for earth-shaking events to see God's power. Even the fact that we are dejected is proof that we do this. Yet, we never realize that all the time God is at work in our everyday events and in the people around us. If we will only obey and do the task that he has placed closest to us, we will see him. One of the most amazing revelations of God comes to us when we learn that it is the everyday things of life that we realize the magnificent deity of Jesus Christ. Wisdom from Oswald Chambers Jesus Christ reveals not an embarrassed God, not a confused God, not a God who stands apart from the problems, but one who stands in the thick of the whole thing with man. And our reading for today is Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 28. Subtitled, Signs of Christ's Return. Jesus left the temple area and was going on his way when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the magnificent and massive buildings of the temple. And he said to them, Do you see all these things? I assure you and most solemnly say to you, not one stone here will be left on another which will not be torn down. While Jesus was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this destruction of the temple take place? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end, completion, consummation of the age? <clears throat> Jesus answered, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you in error. For many will come in my name, misusing it and appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me. 
saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, and they will mislead many. You will continually hear of wars and rumors of war. See wars, see to it that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end of the age. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains, of the tolerable anguish, and the time of unprecedented trouble. Then they will hand you over to endure tribulation, and will put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will fall away from the one whom they should trust and will betray one another, handing over believers to their persecutors and will hate one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end of the age will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation, the appalling sacrilege that astonishes and makes desolate, spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains for refuge. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down and get the things that are in his house, because there will not be enough time. Whoever, whoever is in the field must not turn back and get his coat. And woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight from persecution and suffering will not be in winter, nor on Sabbath, when Jewish laws prohibit, prohibit travel. For at that time there will be great tribulation, pressure, distress, oppression, such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor will, nor ever will again. And if those days of tribulation had not been cut short, no human life would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, God's chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you during the great tribulation, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear, and they will provide great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect, God's chosen ones. Listen carefully. I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out there. Or look, he is in the inner rooms of a house. Do not believe it. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will the coming in glory of the Son of Man. Everyone will see him clearly. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will flock together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Oops, we are done for today. <laughs> I want to keep reading. I guess we'll continue tomorrow. Uh Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing account, Lord, and we just ask that you help us to give us wisdom and understanding in this uh, prophecy of the last days, Lord, that you're sharing with your disciples, with us, Lord, and uh, help us to take this to heart, uh, Father. We know uh, that day is coming, that these days are coming, Lord, and we just ask that you would strengthen us, Lord, and uh, that we would be... Uh, ready to endure whatever we need to endure, and ready, most of all, uh, to be saved by you, Father, to continue to be saved, Lord. We know we're 
already saved spiritually, Lord, uh, and we know that you will uh, call us up, that you will transform us, Lord, uh, the dead first and then the living, uh, the twinkling of an eye, and transformed into uh, just this amazing, glorious state that you have for us, Lord. And so, Father, we look forward to that day, Lord, and we look forward to uh, what you want to do in and through us uh, until that day. Father, be with us today. Lord, help us to walk hand-in-hand uh, hand with you, whatever we're doing, Lord. Help us to just reflect you to those around us. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys. Uh, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You guys have an amazing day.